Welcome to Life and Love Nuggets, where licensed therapists Brent and Janice Sharp share how you can thrive in your life, your love, and your relationships. Welcome back, friends, to Life and Love Nuggets. Uh, this is actually our 31st episode. Does that mean we're officially grown-ups? I, I, 31? Maybe. I maybe. think so. <laughs> we knew we were supposed to start this. We didn't know where it was going to go. We still don't know, but we are um, moving forward. And this has been over a half a year now. So we've actually received some very encouraging responses from people that... And not just from our children. Not just from our children. Yeah, which I think is awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> um, that some of this is helping. And so that was our whole point behind this. Uh, it's always helpful, actually, for those of you that are listening or watching uh, to subscribe for the podcast and on YouTube. <laughs> and even leaving a review on Apple Podcasts can just help others find us. As well, long as it's a really good one. Yes, exactly. As long as the review is really good. <laughs> if you don't like us, don't leave a review. At least, yes, yes. <laughs> and if this is meaningful to you and you would like to help us keep the podcast going forward, we do have a cost that's involved in this. Now, we knew we were supposed to just start it and, and uh, kind of cover that initially ourselves. But if you want to help, if you want to jump in, actually, any kind of gift would be helpful. Uh, going forward, you can actually go to lifeandlovenuggets.com slash donate. Lifeandlovenuggets, all typed out, um, uh, dot com slash donate. And also, we would love to have some questions. If you would like us yes. to cover certain topics or <laughs> answer some questions, maybe things that we've already covered in the podcast, at least topics, and you had some um questions about some of those things or wanted us to go a little farther with a certain area, uh, we would love to have your questions and be able to respond uh, a little more personally um, through the podcast. We won't and say your name. We won't say your name. Uh, uh, but you would actually send those to info at lifeandlovenuggets.com. So info at lifeandlovenuggets.com. And uh, we might be able to respond to those in some future podcasts. For the next few episodes... We're going to talk about change. This is a big deal, uh, all the different facets of change. And uh, today we're going to start talking about change that's inevitable. And we can't talk about change without talking about our son, Spencer. Yes. Our son, Spencer, did not like change. <laughs> the classic Spencer story with change was for many, many years, we would go to Brent's house, uh, Brent's families in Indiana for Thanksgiving. And we would always stay with his brother and his wife. And it was just kind of our tradition to do that. Well, one year, I think it was your parents' 40th anniversary, they were paying for us to go to Disney. And so um, it was Easter and our kids were opening or getting all their Easter basket, Easter things together. And we said, guys, we have something to tell you. So it wasn't like the week before Thanksgiving. No, we sprung it, this was on them. Easter, it was Easter. And it was early April, I believe, that year. <laughs> yes, yes. And so we said, well, we have some really exciting news. For Thanksgiving this year, we're going to go to Disney World. <laughs> And Spencer, who was about five at the time, I think, went, Disney World? We don't do Disney World for Thanksgiving. We go to Aunt Carol's house. Why would we do Disney World? We don't do Disney World. So we try to explain to him, this is a good thing. This is good. Most kids like Disney World. You do know what Disney World is. And he was like, yes. So we're, we try to talk him down. We finally get to where he's just not 
beside himself. And our oldest son, Preston, said, and it's going to be great because we're all going to go on an airplane together. <laughs> and Spencer said, airplane? Nobody told me we were going on an airplane. So Spencer does not like change. Yes. <laughs> Now, his wonderful wife has helped stir that up yes. in him, and they do a lot of wonderful things. They do a lot of things, and she is a seven, yes, and she yes. is so good for him. Yes, yes, yes. Now, some personalities are different, of course, and when it comes to change. We've talked about that. I'm an Enneagram 1-9, and I like to get things, everything in order. I like to get it all fixed just right, and I don't want you to mess with it. <laughs> And so now you're a seven, and so you kind of like change. I have you know? a lot of creative you know? creative ideas yes. of things we should change and places we should go. Yes. Now adventures. I, yes. Now, I love adventures. I've learned to really have fun with those kind of things. But we're talking more here about change that does not always seem so positive on the surface. And so what do we do with this? Well, most people say they hate change. Yeah. And oftentimes you'll hear parents say, gosh, I wish my kids were just babies, or they'll look back on the past with all these fond memories and think that it's a simpler time. But if you really think about it, do you want your three-year-old to stay three years old the rest of their Mm. lives? And do we really want to be back in that college age or that, for us, post-college age where we were living in student housing, Mm. and I think our kitchen table was a cardboard box, and we ate boxed macaroni and cheese for a number of meals. I don't think that's necessarily what we would want. Yes, absolutely. Now, all of life involves changes. Um, There's natural, inevitable changes. Uh, We're going to talk about a little bit today. There's certainly unwanted change, (laughs) change that we don't expect, don't want. And then there are some things that are just necessary, things that we need to be changing. And then if we identify that we need to change something, how do we actually do it? How do we actually change um, behavior or change attitudes or focus? And so so we're going to talk about each of these a little bit for the next few times together. Uh, Now, this first one, the natural, inevitable life changes. Um, This is like aging, Mm -hmm. those aches and pains that seem to creep up on us where we get out of bed and everything hurts. Um, I remember... I don't know if it was on my 35th birthday, but I remember about that age when I started getting out of bed and going, oh, my gosh, why am I so stiff? We call those old man noises. Oh, my word. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's when I began. I'm going to start going to the gym regularly because I can either hurt this way and and just by – being alive or I can have some hurt that's actually producing (laughs) something positive. (laughs) Kids growing up, moving out, having their own families, not needing us as much. We all go through these developmental stages. We do. And most of the time when we think about developmental stages, we think about babies and toddlers. You know, when you when you have a baby, you suddenly start reading the books or listening to the podcast or going online to check for developmental stages. Is my child doing what they're supposed to do at this particular time? Right. Um, and, you know, it's so easy to compare at that age. So it's, gosh, the neighbor's kid is talking in full sentences and they're the exact same <laughs> right. age as my kid. 
And my kid's kind of saying, Mama, Dada, or just Dada, 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 Dada. <laughs> and so we do see those stages when they're little. Right. But we also have natural stages or transitions that we go through as we mature. When you think about kids, you think about kids learning to read or riding a bike or, you know, they grow taller, they go through puberty. And as parents, we adapt to the changes that are happening in their lives. But we also have changes in our lives. I think kids, I remember when our kids were starting to drive, that was a huge change. Uh, I remember putting, I think I did this with all four of them, but I remember the very first time they were finally able to drive on their own. It was, we didn't have to be in the car. (laughs) And I remember them getting in their car, pulling out of the driveway, thinking, I need to follow them. (laughs) What are we doing here? How can we let them be doing this on their own? There's a lot of stuff that can happen out there. And it was quite a change. I think, you know, graduating from uh, high school and um, the freedoms that they begin to have. And each one of these stages is we're going to talk about has mixed emotions. Yeah. Um, Graduating from high school is... An exciting time for our kids. This is why we raise our kids to go on to the next stage. But then there's also some sadness. There's some grief that we feel Mm -hmm. from some of these losses. And so same with getting married. There's certain excitements and then there's certain losses. Having children, there's certain excitements and certain losses. I know all we deal with a lot of young uh, couples with young kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and particularly those that waited a little while before they had children, you know, they were just going along, having fun, buying a house and traveling, doing all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden it feels like it all screeched to a stop. Now we've got a little one, which is amazing. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And yet, I I remember being able to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) I remember (laughs) to, you know, we can't go anywhere anymore. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just all of these things have really mixed um, you know, I, things in our life. I think that one in particular is a transition that people don't talk about enough. And so I have people come in for counseling and it's like, what happened? Um, because most people go, oh, we have a little baby and everything's fine. But that's yeah. a huge transition. And some of these, like having children or getting married, is a choice. Right. That we're, we're actually deciding to create change mm-hmm. in our life. And yet there's others that are just inevitable. They're just things that are going to happen. We don't get to decide about them. And so we have to accept them. How do we adapt to them? Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here. Right. So we hear people talking about the uh, quarter life crisis. Mm. People at 25 going, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Um, for years, decades, we've heard about a midlife crisis yeah. that people go through when they buy the red sports car. Um, but I think there's also, I was going to make a joke there, but I'll let it go. Okay. I, I think <laughs> I think there's also an aging crisis. Yes. I think accepting the fact that you're aging, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, I almost feel like we have like a 25-year-old crisis, a 45 or 50-year-old crisis, a 65-year-old crisis when you get that social security card mm-hmm. um, or you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and an 85-year-old crisis when you adapt to, I really need to make some changes in my life. Some changes are welcome. So if you're a middle school boy and you suddenly have this growth spurt and you're six foot tall, mm. 
you don't have any problem adapting to that change. It's like, wow, this is great. I'm happy to adapt to this change. But when you start recognizing that you're aging, on the other hand, it's, it's something we have to look at and we have to adapt to. We may not like it. Yeah. There's some things about it, like the creaky joints or yeah. the pain in the morning, that we just may not like. Yeah. Well, for sure. You know, again, we have these rites of passage for our kids and graduating high school, getting licensed and all those kind of things. And as we age, we have these times where a salesperson is calling me Mr. Sharp. And it's like, I don't think you're that much younger than I am. <laughs> That's right. You know? Or the first time we get the senior citizens discount, and it's obvious. They don't even ask us. They don't yes, even ask they us just the give truth. it to they us. They just automatically give it to us. This is this is just wrong. Yes. I mean, <laughs> these, these kind of changes. I hate going to the doctor's office and handing them my Medicare card, yeah. and they don't look startled. <laughs> right. I want them to go, oh, could this possibly oh be word. you? How could this yeah, be Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I remember my mom telling me um, she'd gone to the grocery store and she was sitting, she was standing there to check out. And the, the checker said, yes. we have a chair over there, ma'am. You can go over there and sit down. And she thought, well, I'm not sick. And she goes, no, no, I'm I'm fine. I can stand here. And the, the girl said, well, we provide that for all of our elderly oh, customers so they can sit down while we check out their groceries. And she came home and she went, Elderly, elderly. She called me elderly. Oh, I'm 85. Yeah, I guess right. I am considered elderly at this point. I just never thought of myself yeah. that way. So in a sense, our identity changes as we move through life stages, and we have to adapt to those changes and to who we are. So as you said, some changes are, are chosen and by fairly normal life circumstances. One of those is, or two of those, is getting a new job mm-hmm. or changing houses, mm-hmm. moving to a different house. And those all require us to process some of our emotions and some grief. Things are different than they used to be. So just as you were talking about the other things, there's loss, there's gain. Yeah. So it's a mixed bag of emotions I even had a friend recently that moved five miles and within Tulsa, and she said, it's silly, but like I've had to go to a new grocery store yeah. now, and I get my gas at a different place, and we're going to restaurants that we didn't before <laughs> just because we've changed. So even good changes like that can have their mixed emotions that come with them. So these are things that we just have to adapt yeah. to. So those are... Inevitable changes are things that are going to happen to all of us. Um, not, again, not chosen, but going to happen. And then there are certainly some changes that are forced upon us. So we have a death um, in our family, a loss of a job, uh, divorce, natural disaster. All of these things are things that feel like they're forced upon us. And uh, these take these take time. There's not any of these that we get over fast. Uh, we've talked about grief and all the different parts of grief and how we just swirl in our emotions and go in and out of all these things. And and um, so they weren't, these things weren't expected oftentimes and are not necessarily inevitable. They just happen to us. And this is where we find people dealing with complicated grief. You know, it's it's difficult, you know. And again, we've dealt with grief a lot in our previous podcast. We're not going to go into all of that, but just know you need time. 
it's the importance of recognizing that it will it's a marathon not a sprint that it's going to take time and you're going to part of you is going to want to fight it you know someone say that i heard someone say that i'm sick of being told that i need to accept the new normal right i cannot accept this yeah you're going to feel that and and the, people will say it's never going to be normal again no, no it never will be the same mm-hmm. and so it it is a it is a challenge to mm-hmm. adapt to that, um, to recognize that we're in the midst of this. This is ultimately, we recognize it is reality, um, and then begin to adapt to what life is afterwards. And so it's a uh, it's a time where we need people. You know, one of the one of the things that we encourage people to not let happen is to isolate. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to isolate when you're discouraged and you're mad and you don't like this and you, I didn't want this. And, and so we tend to pull in. And so that's why we tell people if people are going through these, go after them because <laughs> they may not naturally want to come <laughs> and connect. And go say, after them to take them to lunch or yes. to bring a meal over yes. or that type of thing. Yes. Be present with them. Yeah, the key is being present <laughs> and not trying to give them answers as we've talked about, not giving them simple little um, things that are going to fix it all because there's not a fix, but there is something about being present, about caring for people. They need, they need support. You know, these are the times where people, oftentimes it's helpful for them to get some counseling, to have somebody to walk through this with them or get in a, in a group that's dealing with these kind of matters. Yeah. And so the greatest blessing that any of us can be to somebody that's going through these is just simply to be present. But people, it's easy for people to get stuck, you know, and it's hard for them to to move through these and to come to that place of acceptance. But we all go through some kinds of changes. And no matter how much we want to try to keep things the same, things will change. It's inevitable. So. It's asking ourselves, what do we do? Apart from the complicated grief that we talked about listening to our our grief podcast, what do we do and how do we adapt to some of those inevitable changes? Yeah, I think for most of us, the first first step that we take is we try to control somehow. I'm going to make this the same. We try to control things? We humans try to control things? Other people do, though. Not (laughs) us, Brent. We don't. Oh, gosh. But but I was thinking the other day about um, our daughter, Caitlin, lived in Michigan for a few years, and I would go up there and stay with her. Well, one time I was up there in the summer, and we decided to take a little road trip in Michigan. So we went up to the Sleeping Bear Dunes, and we hiked them, and you know we were having so much fun. And then we came back down, and we got in the car and started driving. And her car made the most horrific noise I've ever heard. Mm. It was like metal on metal. It was like, I mean, it was terrible. And we we drive a little farther and it made this awful noise. So she pulled to the side of the road and it was, you know, we're just sitting there going, hmm, what do we do? I remember this because I was. On the cell phone? 700 miles away. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. (laughs) And so we were like, okay, we'll probably should call AAA and. She moved forward a little bit, and um, it made that awful noise. And so I said, okay, well, we'll call AAA. We'll take care of this. And so then she put the car in reverse. And she goes, I just need to get it off the road a little more. So she put the car in reverse, and it didn't make that noise. So she backed up a little farther, and it didn't make that noise. 
And then she pulled forward to get off the road and it didn't make that noise. So she drove a little further and we were like, the noise is gone. We now think it was like a rock or something that was caught in there against metal and it was making the noise. But we both started talking and we laughed because without talking to each other, we both had come up with a complex (laughs) plan of what we were going to do. It was like, okay, we'll call AAA. Then we'll go back to the resort that we stayed in before and ask them if we can stay another night. Then we'll do this. I mean, we both had because we wanted to have some kind of control. I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to have some kind of control. But the inevitable changes in our life, we have very little control over. We have to let ourselves grieve that. And yes, there's a few things we can control, but we can't control the overall situation. And I think that's hard for us. You know, oftentimes what we do is we go, I'm going to control this so I won't feel so much pain. Mm. So this won't feel so uncomfortable because we don't like to grieve. We don't like the awkwardness that comes. But when we rush to try to change or to make a plan and don't let ourselves actually be in that grief, Mm. that's when we can oftentimes jump to counterfeits. Our brain wants to protect us from pain. And so it presents all of these options that's like, oh, you could do this or you could do this. But oftentimes they're counterfeits. They're things that aren't necessarily good for us. Yeah. Well, we see that so much with divorce and the death of a spouse. Mm -hmm. We have this feeling of rejection. We have this feeling of loss, of huge grief. And we tend to, the brain, we tend to, how do I fix this? How do I relieve this pain? And, And people then too quickly begin to go, well, the way I relieve that pain is another person. That's why we say, we shouldn't be making any big decisions for at least a year right. um, uh, after one of those because people aren't objective. It's very tunnel vision. It's like if I have this, then it's going to resolve that pain. And I, I tell people, um, particularly have gone through divorce, it's, you know, you're just not picky enough. You're not choosy right? because the first person that comes along that shows interest in you and that you're, you have a little bit of chemistry with. And you feel like, comfort from. Yes, and you feel comfort you, with. You're, you're distracted from your pain. Yeah, so all of a sudden I'm bleeding with feelings of loss or rejection or whatever, and somebody it cares for that pain, and it's, I found the answer. And people just jump too fast. And so the rebound idea is a thing. That's why it's a thing, (laughs) because people want to control it. They want to fix it um, too quickly. And so it's a problem when we try to plan our way out of things that we need to learn how to be, just be in. Yeah. And it's even changes that aren't huge, like divorce or death, and the everyday inevitable changes. That aren't, aren't, you said? I think so. Yeah, those are those are big yes. ones. Yes, yes. Okay. I think I said if I didn't say that, okay. here aren't. <laughs> yes. If we don't accept that we don't have control yeah. over some of the changes, we're going to find ourselves angry, bitter, yeah. resentful. We have to accept that change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't do something with those inevitable life changes. Um, here's a few things that I think we should talk about when we experience change or loss. Yeah, so kind of three simple kind of frameworks or mm-hmm. ways to think about these and, and, and be 
Uh, the first one is we just have to accept the fact that everything does change, including you. Mm-hmm. No one stays the same forever. Our bodies change, our interests change, our preferences change, our emotions change, seasons change. Learning to accept the fact that change will occur helps repair us for the moment it does. Fighting it, which we kind of have a world that does fight this. We fight aging, we, we fight, you know, all those kind of things. And um, But fighting it is actually counterproductive because it doesn't stop it. <laughs> and then it then it almost is worse because I'm not actually accepting the fact that it's real and it makes it more difficult. So we have to accept how things are now. A couple of years ago, I was asking a family member what they wanted for Christmas yes. and they mentioned they wanted a particular sports jersey or something. And I said, well, what size should I get? Yeah. And he said, well, I'm what you call a Marge. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, I'm wearing a medium but I really do need a large. So go ahead and get me a Marge or a large. And oftentimes I think there's areas of our life that we're Marges in. Mm -hmm. We don't want to adapt to the change. We're trying to stay the same, but it's uncomfortable. It doesn't fit, pun there. It doesn't (laughs) fit the way it should. So it's recognizing where areas that I'm a Marge you know, it can be in all kinds of ways that we refuse change. We've we've had a guy over the years in our neighborhood that runs in his probably his college shorts, <laughs> and um, he's probably in his forties, and they just don't fit anymore. And you want to go, hey, it, you're not going to go back there, dear. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but on. you're not going to go back there. We've yeah. got to move on. And, and I seem to remember. Uh, movie years ago, so I don't even remember which one it was, but it was a mother that was trying to keep her daughter young, kept dressing her Mm. young, kept acting like she was little um, as she became an adult. And it was creepy. It It's not right to try to keep things the same. So again, what are ways that we're fighting change? And what would it look like to embrace change in our lives instead of fighting it? Yeah. So the second is... Appreciate what was. Oftentimes when we feel a loss of something or something changes and we experience that sense of loss or regret, um, it it skews our focus. That grabs our attention. And we forget to appreciate what was, that there was good in the chapter before. And and so making sure that we um, don't let, allow ourselves to drown in the emotions of loss and regret, but to remember um, what was. Mm-hmm. So we have a friend who um, from time to time will just simply say, it's time to turn the page and begin a new chapter. We move forward little by little. Um, all we have to do is take the next step. But again, appreciating the previous chapter, what is what was good in the previous chapter, uh, whether that was with our job that we lost. What did I appreciate about the fact that I was able to do there? I feel like I was used in that way, even though I'm sad that I can't be anymore. And so so maybe this week I'm taking some time and listing out about what our past experiences were and what we can appreciate about them (laughs) and what we can be grateful for. (laughs) And as we adapt, we do have to remember that it takes courage. It takes creativity. Um, 
you know, we appreciate the past and we're grateful for the past. And as we look at the future, we need to say, is there a different way that I can look at some things? Is there a way that I can adapt? And I think there's kind of a mix of not finding change, appreciating your past, and how do I deal with that now? I had a client a number of years ago that was a professional athlete, and it, her sport was an outdoor sport. And of course, you know, in the past, we didn't wear sunscreen, but a lot of us in our generation wore baby oil, oh, gosh, which yes. was horrible. <laughs> but I remember she came in one day, and she had just been to the doctor, and she said, I went in to get more of these age spots and sunspots um, removed, and my doctor said to me that there was no way we could do anything else, that this was as good as it was going to possibly get because of the sun damage. And so she was so discouraged, and we started talking a little bit more, and you know, we came to the conclusion that she had a lot of great years in her sport. She did a lot of competitions. She won. It's where she found a lot of joy. And so I said, what would happen if every time you looked at one of those spots, you said, wow, I remember the mm, time I was in this race. I remember this and this. It keeps you from the what ifs and if onlys that so many of us have in life. But it's adapting to where we're at right now. Nothing in life is perfect, mm -hmm. but we can look at some of the things that brought us joy in the past and say, I needed that in order to get here. And the third thing we just want to look at quickly is anticipate what will be. Think about the good that's coming. And so if things are changing, if our children are beginning to grow up or we're thinking about them leaving, you know, for college and we're sad about that and we start going back through, through the years of all the time and experience we had with them and, and the joys of all those things. Um, what are, what are things that we can have going forward? Um, we love the time with each of our four were little and they were growing and developing and it was awesome. And, uh, but as they, as they were go going out from the house, we had, you know, the idea of how to, we were going to have an opportunity to just sit with them and have coffee mm -hmm. together and be adults now. Even traveling together. as all adults was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the stages that we kind of had the unique experience with, because we were a little older when we had kids, mm -hmm. and then our kids waited a little while before they had kids, that we had this opportunity um, for everybody to be adults. And um, some of them, were, as they were getting married and stuff, and so, but no kids yet. Mm -hmm. And boy, we had such... A great time of traveling and being together and and it was so easy to travel yeah. you know with all adults with all adults and we'd everybody just gather and do their thing and come back and we do stuff together and that was amazing and so mm -hmm. those people that are having their children leave and move on there's some really cool amazing stuff <laughs> together it's it's wonderful to really love your kids as they're adults and who they become. Who they become, and we don't even need to go into how wonderful it is. Then once grandbabies yes, happen, yes, now that's happened. It's now, a change, it's, but oh it's a gosh. very good change. Yes. There was yeah. good in the past, and there's yes. good in the this change as well. Gig is the most amazing yes. on the planet. Yes, and yes. so we're enjoying that stage now. So every stage has its own advantages. <laughs> there's good in everything. That we're going through and sometimes we really have to stop and evaluate what was good in the past and and what's good now 
what are the good things in this stage that I get to do now? Because we get to do different things. And then even looking at the future and saying, what are some positive things that I can look forward to? And maybe even asking ourselves, am I being a Marge in some ways? (laughs) And I'm refusing to change (laughs) in ways that I really do need to change. And I think most importantly, how do I adapt? I think we all have different ways that we need to adapt to whatever the change is. I remember, and you'll probably remember too, a guy that we knew in college that was a runner, Mm -hmm. very gifted runner, but something happened physically and he couldn't run anymore. And he became a race walker. Mm -hmm. And that was in the early days of race walking. That was in the early days of the world overall. (laughs) Um, But it was interesting to see how he adapted to that rather than just quitting altogether. So to wrap it up, changes in life were inevitable. But God has good for us in every stage, no matter where we're at, every season of life. We grieve the things that we don't have, but we also look for the good and we trust in God and all the goodness that he has for us today and in each day of our lives. So as we all go forward embracing the reality of change in our life, um, we trust the good that's ahead. So bless you as you go. Go in peace today. The Life and Love Nuggets podcast is a 501c3 nonprofit and is supported by gifts from people like you. To donate, go to lifeandlovenuggets.com slash donate. This podcast is produced by Clayton Creative in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The content should not be considered or used for counseling, but for educational purposes only.